0: To Aquifers Educator Connection podcast, I'm your host Lynn Robbins. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. April Zame about Aquifers Palliative Care Project. She'll explain the importance of incorporating palliative care into health professions education and outline the project's goals. These include developing a national standardized palliative care curriculum and a high-quality online course that addresses identified gaps in palliative care instruction across undergraduate medical and health professions education. Dr. Zame is an assistant professor at the Medical College of Wisconsin in the Department of Medicine and specializes in hospice and palliative medicine. She's also the co-academic lead of the Aquifer Palliative Care Leadership Team. April, welcome. This palliative care project really promises to yield some groundbreaking results. I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. Well, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Before we jump into our conversation, could you tell me a little bit about the palliative care teaching you do? Sure. So I'm a palliative care clinician
1: educator. I would say that my passion is really around serious illness communication, but uh, I I teach a a breadth of palliative care content uh, really across the training spectrum.
0: The labels palliative care and end-of-life care are often used interchangeably. Should we be distinguishing between the two? I try to remind
1: clinicians and patients alike that palliative care is not about end-of-life care. It's a small subset of what I do, but it's, it's not the majority of the care work that I do. It's appropriate at any age, any stage of illness. It's about helping people live as well as they can in the face of serious illness, it's not just about end-of-life care.
0: Thanks for clarifying that. So, as a key member of Aquifer's palliative care leadership team, could you give me an overview of the goals of the palliative care project? The overarching goal is
1: to develop a national uh, standardized palliative care curriculum for all health professions students. So, medical students, physician assistant students, nurse practitioner students, to really set the standard for uh, a generalist level palliative care skill set that all providers must have to successfully care for patients and families facing serious illness. And of course, we recognize that not all palliative care can be taught on a virtual platform. Um, but for Aquifer's online course, we're hoping that this provides some foundational skills in a case based format uh, that leads to some reflection uh, about challenging clinical issues and prepares students for real-world application. I think, at a minimum, we want learners to know what palliative care is and why it matters and think a little bit about when you might need to refer uh, to specialty-level care. I think, ideally, we would hope that this produces uh, palliative care ambassadors of sorts, um, clinicians who really understand the benefits of this type of care, are practicing these skills in their daily work, um, approach complex medical situations with a palliative lens, and advocate for palliative care early in the disease course for their sickest patients.
0: Foundational health professions curricula are already bursting at the seams. Tell me why it's so important to add this topic area. With Modern medical advances, people
1: are living longer with serious and complex illness, and so it's a population that is growing rapidly. And these patients need and deserve excellent symptom management, skilled communication, help with complex medical decision-making, and and really compassionate patient-centered care and advocacy. These are the tenets of palliative care. Uh, And yet there will never be enough specialists to reach all patients and families. And so all clinicians need to have some knowledge and skills uh, and ability to carry out this work. And sadly, we do not do a good job teaching this during health (laughs) professions training. That's the reality here. Clinicians are entering the workforce feeling unprepared uh, to provide palliative care or uh, lead difficult conversations because they never received any training in
0: that. So I think there's a huge gap I'd love to hear about the project's trajectory toward filling the gaps that you've identified.
1: So, the project began with Aquifer receiving some grant support from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundation. Uh, we formed a strategic leadership committee, and that included palliative care clinician educators from multiple different backgrounds medicine, nursing, social work, chaplaincy. And by definition, Palliative care is interprofessional team-driven care. The first phase of our efforts was really a multi-pronged needs assessment. Um, this included a literature review to really understand current state uh, of student-level health professions, palliative care education. So what's already out there? What's working well? Uh, where are the gaps? And then I mentioned we, we next heard from stakeholders. Um, so we sent out a faculty survey Uh, conducted several student and faculty focus groups to better understand the needs of each group. Uh, And again, we asked them what they felt was most important to learn, where they feel the gaps are, how they'd like to see this content delivered. And then we took all of this information um, and via a consensus conference really worked to create a vision statement and some overarching principles to guide a national standardized palliative care curriculum. So we're, that's work that we're currently working to publish um, in a white paper, Our recommendations are on that. Uh, and then next, a subset of us developed core learning objectives um, for a new aquifer course on excellence in palliative care. Uh, and we're working on validating and kind of vetting those learning objectives with clinician educators nationwide. And we're now working on developing online cases and learning modules. That's where we're at. <laughs>
0: You've taken a very systematic approach to curriculum development. What did you learn from faculty and students about their needs and wants?
1: I think the biggest takeaway is that, yes, this is not being taught. <laughs> My favorite quote from uh, one of the focus groups is that this is, quote, ubiquitously underrepresented yeah. uh, quote in, in undergraduate medical education. Lots of folks said, you know, our, many of our faculty can't even give you a standardized definition of what palliative care is. And mm-hmm. so how do we expect them to then teach this content to the next generation of, of providers? I think similar themes from both groups, you know, prioritizing communication and some approaches to symptom management, opioid use in particular, Mm. we think about cancer-related pain, um, how to do that safely, um, and and think about issues of misuse, uh, which is so prevalent in our society now. I think thinking about Some of the ethics um, around some of these challenging clinical situations, particularly at end-of-life, is something students really wanted more of. Students actually really wanted some video examples uh, of both the good and the bad, I think, right? How to to do this, uh, what to not say, and an opportunity to debrief those sorts of encounters. Being able to actually practice with either standardized patients or take this to your ward or clinical settings and, and working on that real patients would be the goal. So yeah, there, were, there was overlap, but those are some of the big things and takeaways from our discussions with both faculty and students.
0: With all the rich information you've collected to guide you, what are the project's learning objectives? Um, the learning objectives cover
1: a wide breadth of palliative care content areas. So that includes foundational skills in symptom management, mm-hmm. serious illness communication, Um, interprofessional work, end-of-life care, um, health disparities and cultural sensitivity, psychosocial, spiritual assessment and care. I'd say there's an emphasis on communication skills since that was really a top-ranked competency by both students and faculty alike. Um, And I will say that while these are obviously core palliative
0: care domains, much of this is relevant to many other aspects of medicine. I would agree. From what you've described, these sound like foundational skills. So tell me a little bit about the cases you're developing. Phase
1: one of course development includes eight initial cases, uh, which we are hoping to have available to Aquifer Curricular Partners by July of 2022. Um, the cases themselves will cover a um, wide range of serious illnesses, patient ages, stages of disease, clinical scenarios.
0: And how do you hope these cases will be used? My hope
1: or vision for online content would again be to provide some frameworks or roadmaps to discussion, some skills or tools to keep in your toolbox for these yeah. conversations, um, potentially some videos. I think a good strategy is to integrate with existing curriculum. Content that they're getting elsewhere, just some food for thought. You know, how would you think about this from a like a palliative perspective? What are some of the big palliative care issues with this clinical yeah. content? We wanna equip and empower faculty, especially non-specialist faculty who are are often doing this work in their daily clinical lives. Yeah. We want to equip them with some tools to be able to, to teach this, right? To give them language and developmentally appropriate material to then be able to share with their learners. Um, And so I think that's another hope for this, something that AQUA provides for faculty.
0: So you've spoken about the special nature of the palliative approach to patient care. Can you recall a time when you've helped a student to adopt a palliative approach to patient care. I'm curious about the impact on the student and perhaps the patient and family.
1: The other day when I was triaging for our palliative care team and and fielded a consult request from a, a medical intern, he was asking for help with goal setting for a delirious patient who'd been in the hospital for more than six weeks. There had been a lot of conflict. Communication had been a challenge for a while. And I invited him to come with me to talk to the family. And I suggested that maybe instead of sharing more medical information or responding to family questions with more cognitive stuff, we might try to respond to the underlying emotion in some way and just ask a little bit about how they perceive dad to be doing, (laughs) trying to figure out what, what was most important and just see where that took us. And he, to his credit, very bravely agreed to try this out. And in the room, when the daughter launched into how many things had been going wrong for her dad and started to question the quality of care and the competence of the providers around here, the intern said things like, this has been such a long, difficult road. And you've done such a great job advocating for him. Given where we are now, what is most important to him? And the daughter broke down crying and shared that, She was really worried that her dad had been suffering greatly and he hated hospitals, never would have wanted all this. And she just wanted to take him home. And so then naturally we talked about shifting the focus or priority of our care to to comfort. And we gently broached hospice as a way of potentially helping her care for him at home if that was indeed their goal. And it was a huge breakthrough and changed the rest of his clinical course. That was a palliative care win. I hesitate to share the story, though, just because I, of course,
0: don't want people to, again, focus on it's an end-of-life situation. I know, There's so I much know. more than that. But I appreciate your sharing it with me anyway, because it really gave me a better picture of the skills and perspectives that you've been describing.
1: There's not actually, like, LCME palliative care competencies or standards, really, at the undergraduate level. So, it's so that white groundbreaking. Paper's, <laughs> Yes, I was going
0: to say you're leading. Uh, so we this, like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that paper sounds like it's going to be really important.
1: Yeah, we're really excited about it.
0: Yeah. April, I've learned so much from you today. I think what you're doing is really important. And I thank you for taking the time to speak with me. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for joining us this week for Aquifer's Educator Connection Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed today's discussion about why palliative care is important in health professions education, what gaps exist, and how the leadership team of the Aquifer Palliative Care Project has worked to create curricular standards and a new Aquifer course to help address these gaps. The course will be available July 1st 2022 to aquifer curricular partner programs with an initial set of cases covering key principles and their clinical applications to learn more see the show notes from today's episode at aquifer.org there you can also find information about our podcast series our teaching perspectives and pearls blog and our webinar and web shops you can subscribe and listen to the series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter to keep up with the latest news. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast, tell a colleague and leave us a review. Until next time, be well.
1: The Aquifer Educator Connection Podcast is a product of Aquifer, your trusted source for clinical learning. It is produced and hosted by Lynn Robbins. The show's executive producer is Eileen Olszewski. Audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Show artwork by Carrie Waters. Our theme music, Little Idea, is written and performed by Scott Holmes. For more information, please visit our website, www.aquifer.org.